Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Four Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be joined by Blake Catteris to talk about his latest single, Days, Weeks, Months and Years, which we featured recently over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Well, uh, welcome, Blake, to the um, Discover New Music podcast. Absolutely delighted to have you on. How are you on what I believe is a fine morning for you over in Australia? Yes, it's about uh, 6 a.m. on Thursday. I've got a cup of coffee. Um, and because it's summer, the sun's about rising, about 5.30. So it's it's coming through. And uh, it's crazy how it does that. But yeah, yeah loving life. In for a big day. I thought I'd start it off with a podcast. Yeah, what better way to start it off, eh? Um, well, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine the most important thing right now is that cup of coffee, giving you, say, a 6am over there. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, I am slightly envious. Um, but of course, over in the UK, it's uh, almost our, our bedtime, so I better not be drinking too much coffee. <laughs> that would be that would be a mistake. I mean, I don't I, I don't have insomnia, but I imagine that was what it would feel like if I had a coffee at 7pm <laughs> and just lying for in sure. bed for another 12 hours exactly exactly best best avoided best avoided but um obviously yeah absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast so we've featured um days weeks months and years uh your most recent single on our playlist obviously um so we're going to talk to you about that in just a moment but um regular listeners will know the first portion of this podcast is always the same uh it's the discover new music podcast so hopefully it's for people to discover new music they're not familiar with and therefore artists that they're not not uh, already familiar with so we always start off with what we call the origin story um so you know how blake did you arrive at the destination you find yourself in now releasing music under your name um and in the folk punk um stylings you know i, I think you've got a bit of a history there in the, the sydney punk scene so um yeah if you could let us yeah. know your origin story um well destination yeah um I've, I've i've done a lot of work on um rearranging my thinking away from um focusing more on the journey instead of the destination because um that way i don't turn into a big anxious ball of mess <laughs> so um uh it's a lot it's life is a big long journey of self-improvement and it's and you're like that to the day you die really there's no there's no destination uh but how i arrived where i am right now um i've been playing music since i was like uh five years old oh, um, wow. my mom was a music teacher so that was like within the house often yeah. um and then i uh joined a few bands in high school or joined a band in high school and they introduced me to cool rock music as opposed to like um <laughs> the music my dad would listen to which is still to me it's still cool but it's like you know it's a bit older um and uh after high school coming out of high school i met a bunch of people that would hang around in uh like sydney creative circles that were very much into punk and rock and um it was all downhill from there really um and <laughs> I um so where I'm at now I've I've done a bunch of stuff I've been I've been through like Southeast Asia touring with bands um that were like in that heavy kind of um hardcore or like post hardcore uh pop punk kind of um side of things I don't know we we have a bunch of clubs around in Australia that kind of like specialize I'm sure you guys do do too yeah. um 
but our guitarist was Filipino, so yeah, it just acted as our tour manager and took us through the Philippines and um, Indonesia and stuff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, been to LA to play uh, as a, like as a bass player to play with the band over there, record and do a tour around um, California and um, touching into Arizona and, and Vegas and stuff like that. Um, and um, yeah, I've, I've done a, I've done a lot. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a good journey so far, and um, you know, the journey continues after this. Um, so where I'm at right now with my with my songwriter stuff is I've kind of just got to a point where. Um, I started to really become um, interested in in that side of stuff and discovering like those songwriters, a lot of which used to play in punk bands. And I was like, oh, there's a bit of similarity here. Um, and a lot of them seem to um, originate from the UK, which has yeah. got me got me thinking. Um, and yeah, so this song, this song that I have, Days, Weeks, Months and Years, um, I, it was born out of, I started writing it through lockdown. Um, cause before lockdowns, before like the world went crazy and stuff like yeah. that, um, I was working, I was just, my, my job was just starting to work, pick up like a music's my job, freelance musician. Um, and the, the jobs and the work just started to roll in. And I found like, I was, I was often like called in to do stuff on Friday and Saturday nights. And then I, you know, opened my phone, go on Instagram stories. And like all my friends were at a party or at a gig that I really wanted to be at, but it can't be because I'm on the other side of Sydney. Um, and it was this real um, dilemma for me mm. because I was doing what I loved, but I was also like just looking at like how green the grass was on the other side. Um, and then after lockdowns work just exploded surprisingly like people i mean not surprisingly people just couldn't wait to get back to it and um just the the work would just flow in and i was just saying yes to everything because i hadn't worked for so long and that exacerbated this little this feeling inside of me um and days weeks months and years was born out of that it was more of a frustration of feeling stuck like you know yes this is what i want to do but why am i so unhappy and um and there was a lot of, there was room for a lot of self-reflection um, and trying to figure out how to uh, alleviate this unhappiness. Um, and yeah, so it's basically about feeling stuck, this song. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, uh, I think a lot of us felt that during the uh, the pandemic mm. years, but it felt yeah. stuck for I, sure. I mean, we, you know, for Sydney, it was, it was shit, but um, I can't begin to understand the plight of the UK because it was on our news and stuff like that. Like it was just, it was, it just seemed like it was 10 times worse for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, certainly the people supposedly in charge of our country, uh, I think, did one of the worst jobs, you know. I mean, <laughs> uh, in fairness, of course, obviously no one necessarily expected it and obviously... You know, um, all, all of that, but equally, um, you know, it, yeah, just uh, awful, awful in this country. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, obviously, speaking to our uh, fellow yeah, Australian singer songwriter recently, obviously Ed Barnes, um, who who I know you know, and obviously listeners may recognise from the podcast that's just come out last week. Um, of course, I know you know talking around Australian politics with with Ed um, and my limited knowledge. I mean, I recognise as well. I think. Um, whilst our uh, you know, leaders um, were pretty bad, uh, yours wasn't much better necessarily either, from what I understand. So, oh, he did such a bad job. He could have cured cancer, and people still would have hated him. Like that's yeah. that's that's the general consensus. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think we definitely need uh, some uh, some fresh ideas uh, politically across mm. the world, um, not yeah. just in our countries, but you know, there's a lot of countries that are, that are struggling there. And of course, yeah, the, the pandemic um, was was tough times for us all. And of course, you know, for a working musician such as yourself, um, I mean, there's never going to be a good time for for a pandemic to hit. But I mean, obviously, as far as your work, it, it's you know pretty much, I guess, um, cut cut your work completely yeah. i'd assume so uh, but equally did it present an opportunity you know, creatively did it allow you time to you know explore you know the um, journey that you're on as you say yeah absolutely yeah. i um so in the in the aftermath or in the just in the just in the moment of realizing what was kind of happening um i saw some a friend of mine in melbourne um put up a post saying um if anyone wants me to cover a song for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever um mm -hmm. i'll do it for you because none of us could work um and i was like that's a really good idea i'm not trying to do that um and that kind of got me through for a bit yeah. and then our government i'm not sure if it was the same in the uk i don't know because your population's a lot larger um but the government came through and started to give us stimulus checks and stuff like that so it wasn't as um uh, for my, yeah. I qualified for it because I couldn't work. Um, but it kind of just like just helped us live, scrape by yeah. basically. I think it was like minimum wage payments. Yeah, furlough um, we called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so th and then that came in, so it kind of saved me because it was it was still like you know people were asking me to like learn songs I'd never heard of before, and I was trying to adapt them for like acoustic guitar, and uh, it was a fun challenge. And my musicianship definitely. Um, benefited from it but um it was kind of time consuming and um yeah so once that kind of um subsided i i started to really get into like couldn't go anywhere um i was kind of in a lull with my creative like songwriting as well like here and there i'd be inspired to write something or get, get an idea down or something but um i started to really gravitate towards just uh written words literature i was doing some brain dumps and writing some poetry and stuff and becoming inspired by a lot of different poets and um that was that was amazing as well because like when i was younger like a bit a bit more less mature i would kind of pass that stuff off i was like that's not cool and now i love it um <laughs> i guess this is growing up it is. but um <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so it was incredibly an incredibly inspiring um time for me uh, creatively through the lock and I'm a bit of an introvert anyway so I wasn't that um, I wasn't that affected I was still affected but wasn't that affected as say like an extrovert that was like you know just dry, like running up the walls hmm. in out of um, insanity because they can't like talk to anyone or like they have to do it on a zoom call which is like never the same thing um, and I so I was kind of like relishing the the time off um, in that respect i could just like be in my own space and wake up and had all this energy just to devote to being creative as opposed to being sucked away into like the, the the routine of the day the expectations of the day and stuff like that so um that was amazing and i i've i've, I've put together like you know 50 to 60 brain dumps and um, i've been quite slow about it but a lot of people i put them on instagram um just as a caption for people to read to get some entertainment and i've been quite slow but a lot of people have asked me to turn into a book so I'm getting there, but I've, you know, I've had other things to yeah. do. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Well, so I, I do this sometimes. I ramble a bit, and um, no, we love it as they come through my head. No, I love it. The the, the podcast is uh, about you, and uh, certainly not about us. And yeah, I mean, I certainly look forward to if there's a book on the horizon. Um, that would be fantastic. And yeah, we we obviously don't need to stress about how horrible the pandemic was. You know, it always feels like you have to caveat anything positive out of the pandemic by saying, "Of course, it was horrible," but. But on the podcast, I do love speaking to musicians that were able to find just a glimmer of, of hope and light in obviously the darkness of the pandemic. And, and often it is that time that it presented to, to creative types to be able to create because they don't normally get the time to do that. And obviously it's fantastic to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was good. And I'm working on trying to like bring that balance back. So, you know, working a bit less and um, having that time to be creative and work on some new music as well. Like not so much um, just written word, but like there's a lot more rules to writing music as opposed to just poetry. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to work. You got to work music into the equation. So Definitely. I'll get there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. And we look forward to obviously hearing what comes out. Um, we have really enjoyed days, weeks, months and years, as we've said, obviously included on the podcast. Um, if, if listeners are enjoying it, they can also, of course, check out a video for it on YouTube, um, which, again, I, I really enjoyed the video, to be fair. Um, it's a bit of a lost art these days. So, so how did, you know, the concept come up? I love that you asked this because that, uh, that the guy that directed it is a very good friend of mine, um, that's his job. Like he works mm. for a little agency that does that kind of stuff. Um, he actually, their work was expanding into London. So he moved to London. So he's living in London now. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, so that was, um, I didn't, music videos have never really been a forte of mine. I never really um, uh, have been like, you know, I never write a song and be like, the, the next thing I think of is like, now I get to put a music video together and just suddenly the ideas yeah. flow. It's kind of like, oh, I, sh I suppose I should put a music together. Like, I suppose I should put a music video to this or something. Um, all right, so let's get it done. Um, but with the help of Ian, who was an old bandmate of mine, who's the director, um, he was basically, um, he said, I love you, man. I'm moving away. Before I move, uh, let, me, let me do a music video for you. Uh, this is what I do. Let me do one for you. Thanks for the memories. Um, and yeah, so that was, we kind of just like situated it around like, this is, this is my living space. It was all kind of around here. We organized like a little backyard party with some friends bands that would play. And then I'd sing some songs and we'd get some footage and, um, yeah, I've, I've never really been truly inspired about, um, putting them together. So I really just sat down and I was like, okay, how do I, how do I put this together? Um, and the whole thing is like, you know, kind of feeling stuck, like feeling like you're missing out in life. So I was like, I've got a Polaroid camera. I love taking that to, to parties and stuff like that and making memories with like, mm. you know, just getting cute photos with friends and stuff. I love that. Um, and I've got plenty. So how about I do something weird and stick them all over my body? <laughs> the symbolism, it's a metaphor. Um, and I, I really enjoyed getting a bit like, a bit creative with that kind of stuff. The, um, ironically, the, uh, the, the backyard party was like the most time consuming and stressful because it was raining. Um, I had to go buy some tents to set up so people could actually enjoy themselves. Most time consuming took the longest to shoot and everything. And then it's only in the film for, it's only in the music video for half a verse. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but it works. It works like that. It's, it would be overkill if it was, mm. if it was any, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, 
just trying to just trying to capture that feeling of like you know appreciating your friends and feeling like you're missing you miss them because you're doing too many things and that wanderlust feeling of like you know before before covid i had a lot of um a lot of things on the table like overseas and then through covid those kind of dissipated for obvious reasons um and coming to terms with that as well um and yeah i kind of wanted to portray that through a video so i i did put a bit of effort into brainstorming the ideas and then ian was able to perfectly capture what i was trying to explain to him who doesn't speak the lingo um and i think that's what a good director does as well yeah so yeah it's 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 a it's an incredible i can safely say because i didn't really have a part in the editing or the shooting or anything i can say i'm i also think it's an incredible video because Ian's amazing. Yeah, no, Ian has done a fantastic job at bringing the obviously ideas to life that you had, and and listeners um, very much need to go and check it out. And um, I'm sure we'll have obviously the links for it in the the bio of the episode if you're listening and you want to click through and and watch that now. Then um, uh, please do enjoy. Um, so obviously the the track came out um, with you know a handful of songs uh, as part of an EP. Um, so obviously, again, listeners, you can find it on Spotify and all your usual uh, streaming uh, platforms. Um, so, Blake, uh, how would you describe again if, if we've got some listeners checking this out who you know stumbled across it? Who's this Blake person? Why is he talking to Full Pelt Music? You know, um, <laughs> how would you describe the EP um, to someone unfamiliar with yourself? Um, well, it's, it was an EP by accident because I didn't realize that Spotify would um, classify four, four ah. songs in the EP. So it's mainly just the A side and then the other three um, are so track two has already been released like prior. Um, and I just, it's just a technique that people do. Like they call it waterfalling where they put the previous single as a second track. And then it kind of just, if you're new to the artist, you are already put like the previous song is already pushed in front of you, that kind of thing. Um, and then the third track is I did some live acoustic sessions with a friend of mine that just getting a home studio. Uh, up and running so he gave me like a very discounted rate which was awesome um and i just wanted i just needed some live things i just wanted to have that thing in in my previous band um it was uh it, this is all part of the sound i'm not saying this in a bad way this is just how things go in those like slick modern modern songs my previous band was like a um a pop punky kind of band um and the producer we worked with like everything was sounded perfect and edited and stuff like that like my vocals were tuned to 100 percent and stuff like that and i i was surprised when i saw him doing it. i was like oh okay all right i guess that's how it goes he's a producer this guy's like a very well-known producer in australia so i won't say anything but it kind of wasn't really what i was what i wanted to do with my voice so i as, as a as a knee-jerk reaction i went to a live i went and did some live takes and wanted to get some um just to prove, I'm not, I guess, to my, I know I can sing in tune, but like to prove, it was like, here, these are live. The, the acoustic is bleeding into the vocal mic. You can't tune this. This is how I sound. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. And um, and that's not to take away from this producer we work with. He's amazing. <laughs> and the results show from his work. Anyway, um, I, yeah, so I wanted to put some, I've got four of those. So in the next song, I'll put another one on. Um, the next release will have another one of those little bonus tracks and then i wrote a song about my cat which is the fourth track who um i fell in absolutely fell in love with i was i uh, just before all the lockdowns i started dating this girl and she had, we she got a rescue cat from uh just a rescue rescue center yeah. this tiny timid little three-month-year-old cat and um i always thought i was a dog person until i started hanging out with this cat and i realized our personalities are very very similar 
Mm. Um, and I've still got him. Like when we're, we're no longer together, she's moved to Canada and she's living over there. And we're still friends and everything, but I, I'm full custody cat dad now. Yeah. And I wrote a song about him. It's called oh, Rocky. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've always thought of myself as more of a, a well, I've definitely always thought of myself as a dog person. Um, we've had a cat come into the, to the family um, <laughs> recently. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully my wife won't watch this, but actually, yeah, I, I can uh, get on with him. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's an adjustment after a dog. I've never owned a dog, but I've just, I've just, you know, more of my mental real estate has been towards them because mm. cats, you need just a cat on the street, like it's going to be very wary and, and um, you know, standoffish, and um, which is completely understandable once you get to know cats. But dogs, it's just like a new person. New friend, oh my god! Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you smell like? Do you have any food? Do you want to play? Like that kind of stuff, and that energy was quite is quite you know nice. It's endearing. I find dogs are very um complimenting to the human ego, which is yeah. great. And cats are just like fuck off, don't touch me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or it's dinner time, you can touch me. <laughs> yeah, that does describe our cat down to a T. Um, yeah, no, fantastic. And obviously, again, listeners, obviously, if you want to. Uh, check this out head over to you know, spotify or any of the streaming sites of course um yeah and uh it's a good um sort of just reference point obviously to, to introduce uh yourselves to, to blake's music um and obviously see see what is on uh what's on offer so um you know with this new music you've put out um we always end up touching uh quite often on social media because it dominates our lives these days um yeah so how, how have you found <laughs> yeah uh, how have you found the reaction um, to the music you've put out? And you know, do you tend to do you really analyze and monitor, you know, the the feedback and the comments and everything, or do you try and avo avoid that? You know, um, the busier I get, the less I pay attention to it. I think, um, and the, the more songs I put out, and the more used to, used to I am, more familiar I get with the release process, the less I I tend to, um nitpick about those that kind mm. of thing um i really get i really get negative feedback not that's not to say that my stuff is like amazing and everyone <laughs> loves it, but it's i think i think <laughs> most of the people in my friendship circles are old enough to not be petty like that um if they don't like it they're not going to tell me um they're not going to be a dick about it um but um yeah i used to be very like you know paying attention to it and very like very strict with like you know what goes up when and you know there's certain times of day where more people are using social media where it makes sense to post something um and that'll in turn help with the algorithm and all that stuff but it's very exhausting trying to keep up with that kind of stuff yeah. I find the more i learn or the more time i devote to that the less less um exercise i give my creative <laughs> less i can flex my creative um mind i guess so uh, it, it becomes this, this, this frustration, this um, uh, exhausting dichotomy between um, being ke keeping up to date with technology and um, fulfilling, being, being a good creative, being a good songwriter. So um, yeah. I, f I find that exhausting, like splitting the left and right side of the brain is very um, annoying to have to do. And it's an, unfortunately, it's very necessary. And, you know, trying to wrap your head around stuff like TikTok or reels on Instagram mm. and stuff and being a content creator. It's like, I just want to write music. Yeah. Why do I have to do this? <laughs> I don't have to, but it seems to be like the way to go if you want, you know, more people to hear your music. Yeah. Which I do, I guess. I want, you know, that, I think that's one of my goals that I found out I kind of like clicked onto during lockdowns upon my like endless 
my abundant time to self-reflect um, is like if I can have the same effect, you know, I've came across so many songwriters that had such a profound effect on me with, the, with their music and just who they are as people. Um, and, um, yeah, it was quite a pivotal moment for me and I, I, I guess I just came to the conclusion that if I can have that same effect on someone or some people, the same way that my favorite songwriters had an effect on me, like that would be, you know, I would, that's success to me. I would be the most successful yeah. person in the world if that's, if that's what I can do. So torn between getting more people to hear my music and giving myself enough time to write good music. Yeah, it's, uh, that is the dilemma for everyone, but it's, uh, yeah, no, uh, a, a lovely, um, you know, philosophy and idea, like you say, to, to try and, um, obviously have that impact and yeah, social media, I, I'm not necessarily a, a fan though. I always feel so old, try, like you say, TikTok, um, don't, don't get it. I don't understand it whatsoever, but, um, of course, you know, you have to do these things. Um, but yeah, obviously you've kind of, as we've said, come across the song singer songwriter you know folk punk kind of uh genre which i always hate having to pigeonhole everything into a genre but again that's a bit like social media it's just it feels like a necessity you have to have this label so people know what to you know where to put you on the yeah. shelf and everything but yeah. um sorry go yeah. on no you go go i was gonna say um i i i often get asked in um um interviews or whatever usually like when someone like puts up an interview for me like the written question is like what do you sound like and it's like fuck do i have to answer that can't you just listen like i like pigeon i hate i hate trying to pigeonhole myself yeah. like, i'm this and i sound like this and you better hear this when i when i sing like no just make make it up for, it's 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 music it's art it's subjective make up your own mind yeah have yeah 100 percent. you're blake carrier so that that's who you are you don't need to have all these other labels put on but i mean uh, yeah, the, I was talking to uh, obviously Ed Barnes, as we said, who was on on the last podcast, um, and of course, um, you know, similar kind of influences that we were discussing, um, you know, for him and obviously some artists you mentioned, obviously the UK scene for this type of music, and it, it exploded over here. Um, probably about you know 10 15 years ago and obviously just continue to get bigger and there's quite a lot of you know famous artists that, that play this type of music now and obviously do do very very well but you know talking to ed it's a bit of a burgeoning kind of new kind of scene in australia i understand um i don't don't know what your thoughts are uh on the genesis of it over there and how it's going um well it's, it's definitely i mean there's there's only 25 million people in this country so mm. um and we all live so far away from each other true yeah um so like to get to from Sydney to Melbourne is a, it's a nine hour drive or like an hour and a half plane flight. Um, so the population densities are so far away. So touring is, uh, it's a much different story over here. It's not really a thing like a, a national tour. You can get away with like playing five dates or something. Hmm. Um, or not even like three dates really. Um, so in that respect, it's a, the, the landscape, the, the musical landscape is, is a lot different. Um, and it's, it's probably, I mean, I haven't been to the UK since I was 10 years old, so um, I can't speak for it yet. Uh, but I can imagine with your population, naturally, that would make your music scene yeah. a lot lot more busy, a lot more, a lot more thriving. Exactly. In that um, but lately, yeah, I have, I have kind of noticed there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more um, people willing to kind of ditch the, the, sh the crappy little, not crappy how, how do i say this without oh, there's like a lot of like just like an obsession with um the 80s for a bit and mm. or 
all the good and awful things that came with that era of music. Um, and people have kind of, especially in my age, my age, my demographic, uh, have kind of like got over that and trying to write, paying a bit more attention to the music, which is amazing. Um, I love that. And the quality of music's going up and there's a bit more respect. The, the, the music scene, um, if you can call it that, uh, is a lot more, it's a lot healthier. There's a lot more um, support from everyone and um, there's a lot more freedom and um, encouragement from everyone around you to like, to, to be who you want to be basically, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, with the younger, like, I don't know how it is with radio in the UK, but we kind of have like one, one radio station to rule them all. Uh, no, uh, one radio <laughs> station to rule all of, sorry, I just, I've had three days off and I finished what I just watched Lord of the Rings. So that was, uh. I, um, I, it, there's one radio station that acts as a kind of like tastemaker and it's a bit of a bottleneck to, um, the audience of kids and, and young people that like, you know, current music called Triple J and they've got a two hour, uh, three hour segment, um, on Wednesday nights called Short, Fast, Loud and it's just for punk and hardcore, which is great. And I've come across yeah. so many uh, new favorite Aussie bands that way. Um, and my old band's been featured on it a couple of times, which is great. Um, the presenters that, that trade trade seats every week um, are great and very supportive of that kind of stuff. Um, so we have we have places for it, but it's just not as prevalent as I can imagine it would be in the UK. Yeah, no, but it's fantastic to hear that it's developing, uh, which um, is, yeah, just uh, great, great to hear. Um, and the word I picked up on, obviously, when you talked about the UK was the word yet um so you know uh, i believe you know that there, there is um you know thoughts and, and plans trying to be made for you to be able to come across um so again if, if someone's uh, listening to this podcast in the uk and is like yeah you know i really enjoyed the single and hey i'd love to um catch uh blake at a show sometime you know what what are the rough time scales what, what are you working to to be able to come across to the uk what kind of plans do you have I, um, so we, Ed and I have been working hard to put together a UK tour and we've been reaching out to like a lot of, um, uh, songwriters around the country that we have come across that we like, um, asking for either to play a show with us or help us out and stuff like that. And the response has been quite welcoming, like very yeah. surprising, kind of like, you know, two, two strangers reaching out from <laughs> the other side of the world. Like, you know, I've got better things to do, but a lot, a lot of, a lot of people were, you know, very, you know, yeah, very open and, and, and helpful and that kind of stuff. So we've got, um, I think we've got eight or nine shows so far, more to, more to, we're working on more, uh, but we're coming over in April. So the first show is in Colchester on the 6th of April, and then we're wrapping up in Brighton on the 23rd of April. So, uh, in between then we're trying to fit in as many shows as possible and see as much of the country as we can. Uh, cause it's been, I'm 29 now, so it's, 19, it's been 19 years since I've been. <laughs> I reckon a lot has changed since then. Certainly has. Certainly uh, has. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much been taking up most of our time the last yeah. couple of months, putting that all together. Um, and I'm looking forward to coming. Yeah, and we're looking forward to having you. And yeah, I mean, it's just a fantastic story again. Obviously, the the scene that we're trying to pigeonhole you into, you know, <laughs> it, it it features such an incredible DIY like ethos, and obviously, you and Ed, um, you know, getting in touch with with you know fellow musicians over here and seeing if you can hop on show, and it just, you know, it's just that organic, um, you know, kind of situation that that brews yeah, there, and, and I love to hear it. It was very, it, yeah, it was very wholesome 
Oh, it was heartwarming how mm. open people were with it because, as I said, like, they didn't have to. Like, you know, everyone's got their own, like, a, like they've got their schedule and their, their plans and, you know, two strangers from the other side of the world doesn't necessarily fit in with a lot of other people's plans, but people were very open and willing to, you know, give us their time, which is great. Yeah, no, it is, it is fantastic. And um, obviously listeners that, that want to, to have a chance to come along i mean obviously we touched on social media ever already uh that, that's, that's a, a good way to stay up to date with everyone and they can follow um you blake on instagram and twitter at blake catteris and uh on facebook at b catteris you've got your own website as well of course um yes. which uh listeners can uh get to from the link I, I try and use that as like a, a hub for everything like i put my shows on there um and all that kind of stuff um at the moment because the tour the tour and we've got like a little australian tour and by australian tour like like i said before it's three dates um so <laughs> we we have that at the end of february and then and it's all being announced together so the eight the the australian tour and the uk tour are going to be announced together um and i also have which is, is sick i don't know if you're aware of a band called body jar from australia um a 90s 2000s punk band yeah oh. I, I i'm not i'm not surprised it's okay. <laughs> um they're 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 like an like a little gem within australia but i don't think they really touch much much outside the country um but i'm doing a cruise with them like a little like harbor oh, cruise wow. just an afternoon i'm playing some acoustic guitar there's a bunch of other bands and punk bands and stuff like that uh it'll be a cool little thing so i'm doing that and then um actually a month before that um me first and the gimme gimmies are coming through australia yeah. and dj ramon is the bass player so he's doing a separate show and uh the promoter asked me to do a little solo set opening up so that's that's cool yeah uh, definitely. Uh, uh, those kind of things are on the table as well and because they're on my website they're announced i try and use the website as a little hub um but you know everyone kind of uses social media so yeah you know, but yeah the, the shout out is blakecatarist.com um yeah and uh the link will be in the bio again so listeners obviously um do uh head along there and obviously do follow you know blake on on social media um as uh we all uh should do these days follow everyone on social media because it's just so important <laughs> um but yeah obviously can't wait to get you across the uk um absolutely fantastic and you know i've got my eye on that colchester show uh that you mentioned already which uh should be a great yeah. night um so um we're, we're heading towards the end of the podcast uh the final section because we talk about um the the live side of the industry um we move on to um what we call set list science um so i'm a bit of a set list geek um and i always ask the question of you know how much attention do you pay to the structure of your set lists and have you got any rules that you tend to follow um I think one of the, the this is kind of just something I've told really young and I'm not and it's just kind of just a widely accepted thing is I don't open or close with a cover um mm. I, I think like you general consensus is if you're going to do a cover it's like second song or like second last song I don't know I don't know why I think it's just like I think at a local level if you're doing a cover that song is going to be a stronger song than most of your set lists so you <laughs> uh, you save it and then you save your best song for last or something you open with your second best song and close with your last, your best song or something like that um that kind of thing um with the solos thing like i'm still getting a set list together um and as as my career the, you know moves along you weed out the weaker songs or the less relevant songs that kind of thing um i find stupidly when i write songs i 
you know, I've been singing, I've been, you know, in this session for a couple of hours, I'm nice and warmed up. So the, the parts I, I tend to write become very demanding vocally. So stupidly, my fault. Mm -hmm. um, amateur, you know, you get that on the, yeah, a bit of an amateur in that respect. Uh, so frustratingly, like when I go and play a show, I have to make sure like I save those songs for like, you know, somewhere in the middle towards the end where I'm a bit more warmed up. So I've got a couple of songs that work well um, opening up where I can just kind of like just roll into them and use mm -hmm. them as a warm up and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of feed into the more demanding ones. Days, weeks, months and years is quite demanding because there's lots of, it's just, there's no real breaks, room for breath especially in the bridge towards the end with the choruses and stuff. So um, I try and save that for towards the end because it's just so demanding. I, and I kind of like, I kind of cater towards that. I, ca I cater towards my voice because I think it's better to, to deliver the song properly yeah. and not wreck my voice or like not, you know, not give the impression to the audience like, oh, this guy doesn't know how to sing. Like why, you know, what the fuck? This guy sucks. <laughs> so I make sure like, I give my voice whatever chance it needs to get to the point where it can handle the song that I'm, I'm singing. So I'll usually say there's a couple of songs that are a bit more demanding. I'll save them towards the end. Yeah. And that is the science that I love to hear about because of course there's tailoring the set list to make sure it works for the crowd. But of course, yeah, that's the side that the people in the crowd probably aren't thinking about is that is the artist having to tailor it um to themselves obviously and quite often it is the singer and obviously what you know oh i can't sing them two songs back to back and oh no this one needs yeah. to be further on. and, and yeah no it's really interesting as a, a bit of a setless geek to to always hear that and have that conversation so yeah no fantastic um so um just to, to uh the last little section that we've been adding on recently um in the uk we've got something called independent venue week uh happening in about a week's time um so we've been asking everyone we've interviewed uh just to throw the to throw a shout out to to you know a, a local independent venue of theirs and hey you know it's not just the uk that these venues are incredibly important to you know they're important across the world and of course in australia so you know what what venue would you like to give a shout out to uh that's like like asking a musician like what's your favorite song like there's, there's so many um off the top of my head there's one that's kind of like been a very good decent like filled a, a decent hole for for sydney especially um I'll, I'll first of all i'll give a shout out to one that has recently closed uh this bar called frankie's pizza that i i had a residency at for nine years and then naturally sydney needs more train stations so they knocked it down um and which is Fucked. Yeah. but you know um all the business people they need to get to work on time yeah. so um yeah, they had to make way uh but there's there's one in newtown which is like our like a fun trendy cool area and it's just this strip well it's these two streets they kind of fork um and it's probably it's probably about a, like a one kilometer stretch of road and there's just bars restaurants cool stuff uh, lots of music venues. So that's Newtown, and that's our that's our cool little area. There's a bar there called The Duke, which is um, right next to a very big, uh, very big music event. Like I don't know, like I think it's like two and a half thousand people. Or something. Yeah. Um, so and it's and it's just, but it's been recently taken over by uh, someone and turned into like they've just given it a makeover and turned it into like this cool little dive bar really and that's kind of like the cool and it's you know it's free entry it's not like a club where you have to pay to get in it's just like you walk in sink a few beers there's always going to be music 
um, and you don't know what you're going to get. And that's, you know, it's part of the excitement. Actually, yeah. the other day, um, so Beans on Toast was touring through um, yes. uh, Australia. I went to see his show. We ended up at the Duke and he kicked my ass at pool. So uh, <laughs> at the Duke. So there's that little story. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a cool show. It was cool, it was cool to see Beans um, do a headline show. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, embarrassingly get my ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah so that's the duke i'll give a shout out to the duke i reckon that's a cool little place yeah excellent and uh, yeah these these venues are so vital um for for musicians and and for fans you know uh across across the world so yeah definitely we will always want to try and give a um a spotlight on them um and obviously yeah a spotlight on yourself blake then you know what um would be your final message for for the listeners today a final message yeah um, pressure pressure here yeah i know this is, <laughs> i got i got stumped so some sometimes i get asked it's like if you could say anything to like young or that kind of like you know those those kind of things um i kind of like out of the pressure i came came up with this this diamond um <laughs> that was i was like really stumped and i was sweating i was like i was not expecting this question naturally i didn't know what the questions were but i was not expecting this one i was like if i could have any give any advice to a younger musician or like or my like my younger self or something like that um it'd be make sure that you whatever achievements you you get you receive or you create for yourself make sure that you've earned them make sure that you've done the work and it comes from your your own hard work and um and skill because if you just handed things like you know uh i don't know whether it's like nepotism or um mm anything there's that new term like nepo baby yeah that just came across recently um but yeah i'm not how do i say this without being a bit jaded um make make sure you earn it yourself go out and do it yourself put in the work and and um that way it's yours and no one can take it away from you as opposed to being handed everything and then one day they're like oh no we've changed our mind all right well let's just take that back no you can't have that anymore um and you know your success is is dependent on someone else's um, willingness to um, facilitate it so if it comes from you and you've earned it doesn't matter if you don't become the archetype of musician like you know the most famous person in the world like that's yeah as long as you're happy doing what you're doing you know and you've earned it yourself that's the most um, admirable way to live your life I, I guess yeah definitely very, very deep and yeah happiness is is the key there um for sure uh it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you blake and uh, we can't wait of course for you to come across to, to the uk um obviously listeners need to make sure they do check out obviously days weeks months and years um and yeah obviously follow you on social media head to blakecatris.com find a show in australia or in the uk uh, and pop along and see you anyway, thank, thank you so much for coming on man paul thanks for having me thanks for giving me your time i appreciate it yeah well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Blake Catteris. Make sure you check out his song, Days, Weeks, Months and Years, over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. And of course, follow Blake across social media. You can also follow Full Pelt on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. Finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, because we will be back very soon with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.